Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 75, where we're going to be going over night one of WrestleMania 37. Welcome now, back, WWE Universe. Now, you showed up and showed out. Yeah. Now, I remember we said at the end of our TakeOver Recaps episode, <clears throat> oh, we watched TakeOver. That's the best wrestling that we're going to get all week. We don't even need to watch Mania. Well, we are wrong. Yeah. Because I, I, what the we hell? We our words. Holy crap. WrestleMania Night 1. One of I, the best WWE main roster. We, we don't like using that term, but Raw and SmackDown products, period, no, I've seen in a long no, time. This was one of the best WrestleManias, period. And we're only halfway start, through it. Start to finish, this was one of the best WrestleManias so far in a long time. Usually it's that five, like, you know, every five years they hit their yeah. pinnacle. They showed up, and and f- because this was the first time that you could feel the buzz and electricity palpable within the arena, and that's nothing against the Thunderdome era. The Thunderdome era is going to go down in history. Drew McIntyre was a great champion throughout mm-hmm. that history. Yeah, the factions that were created throughout that history were amazing. Retribution, Hurt Business. Retribution was good for a short while. Retrib- um, Hurt Business was great. While it lasted, um, SmackDown, for some weird reason, became a more predominant and stronger the, event. The build of the head of the table, one of the greatest heels of this era. Yep. So this Thunderdome era was great. Having the universe back was so awesome. From the kickoff show, when they were chanting JBL, when he was sitting at the mm-hmm. table, talking to the crowd, um, to... Just the raw emotion during America the Beautiful by B.B. Rexa. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon's a- addressing the universe. Like you could see the energy and the emotion you could see pouring off of superstars on yes. the stage in tears. Tears. Rhea Ripley, for one, was the yeah. one that immediately well, as I saw that it. that's the one that everyone like, caught. Like yeah. for whatever reason, the camera caught her. Yeah. And it was as if like. And it's almost surreal because she never shows emotion. Correct. And last year, her moment was stolen from her. They did that whole vignette package with her in Raymond James Stadium Mm -hmm. last year leading up to WrestleMania. And it was taken from her because obviously COVID happened and there's there's nothing you can really do. And she wasn't the only superstar it was taken from. But they did that whole package with her last year. And her on that stage with Jinder Mahal in the background, which... Shaved head Jinder Mahal. What? I that didn't even weird. notice him there. Yeah. He was right behind her. So it's just one of those things where it's like the emotion just basically poured out of her, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And I loved seeing it. But now she has to reset. She's coming into the match tonight as a heel. But let's talk night one because well, WWE did the right thing by placing the right matches in. In the right order, all starting with the championship match. Yeah. Before we talk about night one, we got to talk about there was a couple of matches on SmackDown, the WrestleMania oh, yes. edition of SmackDown. Yes. We had the Fatal Four Way SmackDown tag title match, which we both got wrong. We thought mm-hmm. that Street Profits were going to take back their titles, but the yeah. Dirty Dogs retained and are going to continue their reign as SmackDown yeah. tag team champions. And 
you know, it's not a bad move because no, their their pompousness and their um arrogance arrogance showed on Mania mm-hmm. when they cut their promo backstage. Yeah, which and was they said awesome. that and the the class of twenty twenty wanted wants photos to take pictures of the champs. With them. Yes, yes, and we will get to um um when we get to Mania. There's some stuff we do have to talk about before even the event happened. Oh yeah. Um the the tag team match was a great showcase though. Um once again. It showcased the SmackDown tag team division, which is quite strong when you consider. Once again, we've got a thrown together tag team as your champions, mm-hmm. and a thrown together tag team in the Alpha Academy just showing up. Yeah, you know, you, you, Chad Gable always the one who takes the falls in these types of matches, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and eventually that's going to cause a split in the Alpha Academy because Chad Gable just doesn't win matches the, but at least the, he's not short shorty g anymore yeah the only other person in this match that i could see a legitimate pinfall happening on uh without hurting anybody would be dominic mysterio um no because that would hurt that would hurt mysterio in my opinion that would hurt both of them that would hurt yeah because i think um they're trying to keep dominic as safe as possible from eating too many falls okay because i think he is that future of that bloodline okay and i don't think they want him eating too many falls kinda, that's why you won't see kind of like natalia is the natalia's natalia's the future of the heart bloodline it's like well, mysteri- I, well i think she's kind of becoming the past of the heart bloodline um but there's nobody else in that bloodline no. right now as a product so she's the present is what it is and if she takes falls it's okay because she's taken plenty of falls she was pinned by um by bianca mm-hmm. um on Bianca's uh, introduction into SmackDown. Um, she's been pinned in one-on-one matches. Um, she's gotten her butt whipped in matches um, that have involved Shayna Baszler or Nia Jax. So Dominic's a different breed, though. Dominic, okay. I, they see big things with him, and they do. I think they do see a future either tag team championship run or this breaking up of the family, like you had mentioned previously. Yeah, possibly. Um, and then the next big match that came out of that night, um, there weren't that many matches in total. Um, no, the, there SmackDown. wasn't. There was just the two matches, and then there was the amazing promos that were cut oh. throughout the course of the night. From, From Daniel Edge, Bryan's Brian promo, Edge's promo where he's sitting in the ring with the chair, to Roman Reigns' promo at the end. And then you have... Edge on talking smack, just getting in in um, Paul Heyman's face, mm-hmm. basically telling him, "You know how dangerous I am. I've had second degree burns and been thrown on thumbtacks to make sure I could prove how dangerous I am." Yeah, great promos by all three. Just totally mm-hmm. get you amped up. But the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, there was some faces we hadn't seen in a long time in that match. Mm-hmm. So Talk we're not going to run down. All of them, but they pulled Tucker out of catering. Um, Eric took some time away from his newborn baby mm-hmm. to show back up and be part of the Battle Royal. Um, you had Raw superstars and SmackDown superstars on this because you had Ricochet in it. You had Ali in it. We um, had uh, the guys from Retribution, Slapjack, T-Bar, and Mace. Yep. Um, it looked like a while, for a while there... Um, that Retribution was going to take over this match, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. 
And then there was another segment where it looked like another... Who's the other tag team that was in there that was kind of dominating for a little bit? Oh, man. Oh, Hurt Business. Yeah. The Hurt Business looked strong in the match for a little bit as well. Well, Cedric Alexander and uh, Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came down to a feud that I'm kind of looking forward to, which is Nakamura and the Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Because Jey Uso and Nakamura were the last two in the <clears> match. And out of everybody, Jey Uso is your Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Of 2021. Yeah. I, I Great on him. I can't say there's anything wrong with it. Um, there I'm isn't. not against it at all. There isn't. And again, WWE does what WWE does best. In these battle royals and these multi-man matches, they build storylines coming out mm-hmm. of it. We got some Ricochet and some Ali stuff. I remember one of them when, um, when Matt won, they built the tag team of Matt and Bray. Yes. Out of that. Yes, they did. Um, we also, like we said, um, we got the Nakamura Uso stuff, mm-hmm. which Nakamura's already got an issue with the bloodline. And um, just seeing some people we haven't seen in a while, just getting them some yeah, offense fresh, and getting them some TV time. Fresh to was see. really them. nice. Yes. And now moving on to night one of yes. Mania. And the show. We can't start night one without talking about the weather delay. Yeah. The show opens. With a 38-ish minute weather delay. Major props for being able to get on the mic and just talk. The fact that none of those promos were planned. Yeah. But some of them delivered better than any Mm -hmm. written promo. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Owens' promo was great. McIntyre's promo when he got the in Bobby Lashley's face. Him and the face. Hurt Business just getting in the face with each other? Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Just incredible. I, I loved it. He's like, I'll fight you back here. I'll fight you right now. I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I then was we sucked the show proper. Yeah. With Drew McIntyre and Bob Lashley. Two big slabs of beef just kicking the living shit out of each other. For lack this of a better term, yeah. was brutal they would just go go there was really like i'm surprised these guys didn't blow up during this match you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying because they were so amped up to get out there to have the delay to throw them back a little bit Mm -hmm. the fact that they got out there and it was just big move after big move after big move after big move mcintyre doing a somersault over the top rope oh Um, my god his tope yeah. Into like, both um, Lashley and Lashley, MVP. Yeah. I mean, th- this was... How many overhead suplexes did McIntyre hit in this match? Oh, God. Seven, eight? How many one-on power bombs did Lashley hit in this match? Three or four? It was just constant big This moves. is what you'd expect out of a Brock Lesnar match, but like 20 minutes long. Yeah, this match went, and these guys didn't blow up. Like no. they didn't get gassed out. They they were from start to finish. There was very little rest in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of it all, like you knew McIntyre was going to need the claymore to take out Lashley, and mm-hmm. he kept trying to get set up for it. The fact that MVP's distraction kept McIntyre from actually 
hitting his move is a good call out though i like mm-hmm. how lashley i'm um, not lashley mvp realizes that if lashley loses the title he loses he lo- loses lashley mm-hmm. Th- there is no need for mvp if yeah. lashley doesn't have that title so he needs to protect himself he needs to protect his job him being exactly the the manager the partner exactly. of the c h o Yes, and three future shock DDTs. Um, DDTs in a row, almost yeah. like the three amigos, but with DDTs. Yeah, and he kicks. Yeah, that out. was, and he kicks out. Um, McIntyre doesn't tap though; he just passes no. out from yeah. the pain, which is huge because that also shows that McIntyre never gave up. Yep, he yeah, got he knocked kept, out. <clears throat> he kept trying to do everything to get out of that hold mm-hmm. he was pressing up he was using the ropes to try to do um the bret hart where bret mm-hmm. hart um was locked into the um the sleeper hold and he turned it into a pinning combination mm-hmm. um yeah I, I you know much kudos to these two guys this was an excellent way to get the crowd ready for for this wrestlemania yeah this was and an the f- incredible opener and the fact that McIntyre's one goal all year was to be the first guy to walk out to the people at WrestleMania. He accomplished that goal. Mm-hmm. He didn't regain his title, but he put on a hell of a match. He put on a hell of a match, and I you couldn't have asked that. May oof, that could be top three opening matches in WrestleMania history. Agreed, easily agreed. I mean, that's a list we have to kind of revisit mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, and when we have, that may be the perfect show for whether, for whenever we get Matt or JJ on. Yeah. And we can get their opinions on that as well. Mm-hmm. They can come up with their list, but I, I would strongly put that as a top three, if not top five opening match in, mm-hmm. in WrestleMania history. Yeah. I can agree with that. hundred percent. It's only got 37 matches to choose from. So correct, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll technically thir- thirty-eight. As of right now, thirty-eight. T- tomorrow, thirty-nine. Or today, yep, thirty-nine. Yeah, today, thirty-nine. But moving on to the next match was the tag team turmoil match, which they call it a tag team turmoil, but then they call on Takeover a gauntlet eliminator, where a gauntlet match is when one match ends, another person joins, and a turmoil match it adds slowly but surely. Yeah, so, so they, they had the like names first there. Yeah. Anyway. Which was fine. It was fine. Uh, whatever. Call it whatever you want to call it. It, um, it was short enough. The match, it's whole, the whole length of the match was 20, 25 minutes at most. So it was short in segments. And what I mean by that was, so the first two teams that came out, which were Carmella and her great tag team partner, Billy Kay, who mm-hmm. looks absolutely like she plays her part beautifully. She was perfect. she was trying to keep up with Carmella's with Carmella. movements, but still yeah. just that beat behind. And she just looked off and awkward, and Carmella kind of didn't want her in the picture and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, they were going against... Lana Naomi, my choice. Your selection, which, Lana Naomi. I, I said this, I was watching it with Meredith, and I said this when I first saw them come out, I was like... Oh shit! They got to run the gauntlet. <laughs> they have to run the whole thing, which 
They didn't. They lose in the they first match. They were the first ones out. Um, but that's the thing is it was like you could tell the teams they wanted to get to in the match because once certain teams entered the match, those teams had those pairings. So once Lana and Naomi were eliminated, mm-hmm. we then got the Riot Squad. Yes. And we got a very good back and forth between the Riot Squad and Carmella and Billy Kay. Excellent back and forth. Yeah. Where there was a lot of offense from both sides. The Riot Squad um, ends up picking up the victory to eliminate Carmella and Billy Kay after Carmella and Billy Kay, well, Carmella tried to cheat again to score the pinfall mm-hmm. the same way she got it over the previous match. Mm-hmm. Carmella leaves disgruntled, but she hits super kicks on everybody in the ring. Mm hmm. So they leave, and we end up getting Mandy Rose and Brooke. And and super props to Mandy Rose. Yeah. Takes a keeping her composure. Yeah. Falls. Gets back up. Hey, she laughs it off, too. If you watch, she just laughs it off. They get to the ring. Um, I think the only one that's in the ring at that point was Ruby Ryan. Yeah, because Liv was on the outside. Liv was on the outside. And basically becomes like a two-on-one against Ruby. And again, they gave him time to showcase mm-hmm. because they wanted to... Sh- I think this entire match was a sh- was trying to showcase the legitimate tag teams and trying to figure out the legitimate tag teams in this division. And I'm not saying there's a difference between an illegitimate and a legitimate tag team. But what I'm saying is his pairings that kind of work. The Riot Squad works great together. Mm-hmm. Dana Brooke and... Um, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose worked very well together. And again, everybody got their big moves off. And I love the way this this particular one ended, which was Dana Brooke hits the big move off the top rope. Looks like she's going to secure the three fall. And then Liv Morgan rolls it and reverses it mm-hmm. into a small cradle, small package. And the Riot Squad moves on to face my pick, which Natalia was Tamina. Natalia and Tamina. And again, it's a thrown together tag team, but they were really hyping up the fact that their bloodlines, bloodlines their Jimmy Superfly, Superfly Snooka, yep. and the Heart, uh, Heart Foundation. Yes. And once again, excellent, excellent back and forth between these two teams. And I like the ending of the match because you get a tribute to Snooka mm-hmm. by his daughter Tamina mm-hmm. with his splash off the top rope for the one, two, three. And we have Natalia and Tamina going on the face. Nia Jackson, Shayna Blazer. Bla- yeah, uh, Nina- yep, correct. Um, like I said, the match worked well. Um, they were given, I think, a fair amount of time to showcase the teams they wanted to showcase. And that's nothing against Lana and Naomi and nothing against Billy Kay and Carmella. Mm-hmm. But the three teams they wanted to showcase were the three teams at the end. Yeah. And they really showcased the Riot Squad, which they need to put the belts on them at some point. Yeah. They haven't done it yet. I think they're the team to get the belts and have a good run, just like Banks and Bailey had their run. Yeah. Because they work well together. Now, before um, we get to uh, Seth Drip Drip. In the next match, um, I want to talk about some ring gear because WrestleMania is always infamous for ring gear. Yeah. The Riot Squad's ring gear, where Ruby was the Joker. Yes. And Liv was Harley. Yes. I pulled that out immediately. 
Yeah, right away with the ha 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 on the yeah. legs and the green hair. I yeah. picked it up. I was I was like, oh, yep. And and then the some- purple accent. Yep. And then obviously Liv does the Harley stuff a lot. Yes. She's always not had as that much Margot as, Robbie Harley look. Not as much as uh um Oh, who are you trying uh, to Alexa think Bliss. Yeah. But Alexa Bliss, yeah. that was her whole beginning yeah, in the WWE. When she started, but then she also did the horror stuff. She had the Freddy Cougar gear. Yeah, yeah. But moving on to Seth Drip Drip versus Cesaro. Yes. So Seth has new music. I pointed that which out to you. Amazing. It sounds just like Parkway Drive. Yeah. Which it's is very perfect. Fresh, very heavy. Which is perfect for uh Seth's uh headbanging. And Cesaro, well, band. Well, yeah. Cesaro gets his moment, which I yes. think is extremely important because he's been a long-standing wrestler here in WWE. He's been here since 2010, 2011-ish, and has never had a singles match at WrestleMania. Yep. Was always involved in tag stuff with... All multi-man stuff. Multi-man with Tyson Kidd, with the Under the Giant Battle Royale, with The Bar. Mm-hmm. But this is his WrestleMania singles debut. And Seth Rollins coming from one of the best records at WrestleMania now until it's his in a row. first loss last year. Has no, lost- it wasn't his first loss last year. His first loss is against Randy Orton in the opening match. Okay, he, that's right. When he gets hit with the RKO. So he was 5-1 before last air. year. Now yep. he's five and two, and then this year he goes five and three, two years in a row, and he Seth loses drip, drip. to twenty-two swings, twenty-three swing. Cesaro set his new record of twenty-three yes. swings. So, to me, as much as the buildup has been happening on the weekly television stuff, the video package that Seth Rollins put together, paid for. By the fans of Seth Rollins. By the friends of Seth Rollins has nothing to do with Seth Rollins himself. Yes. Was incredible. The way to bash Cesaro. Mm-hmm. How can you want a man like Cesaro in your life? A man who's never had a singles moment at WrestleMania. How, how can he be, a man who's never had a championship. How can he be a, a hero for your kids? Yes. Seth Rollins is the hero for your children. Multi-time world champion. Royal Rumble champion. Money in the bank champion. Seth Rollins is your man. <laughs> I loved it. All you need to do great. is embrace the vision. Yes. The oh, great, great moment. Um, the fact that this entire match hinged on the swings was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he just kept going to get the swings from time after time after time. And, and Rollins, and Rollins was scared of out the of swing. <laughs> oh, he was. He was. He was afraid of being embarrassed again by the swings. Rollins was con- in control of a lot of this match, and that corkscrew splash that he hit. Oh my god! Yeah, there are times we were talking about moments of WrestleMania on one of our previous episodes. There, the reason why WrestleMania is the showcase that every other promotion has to try to make up for is that every wrestler comes out to WrestleMania. And wants to display something new. Mm-hmm. You had Rollins with that amazing corkscrew. That thing was incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cesaro's UFO. Yeah, that was incredible. Wow. That took Tyler Bates' swing 
to, to a whole nother the level. The stratosphere, man. Wow. The fact that, I mean, he spun. So early in the match, he spun Cesaro. Uh, nine he spun times. Nine times. He spun um, swung him. Seth Rollins. He swung him nine times. He then does that UFO. What, another six? Yeah. Seven? And he can, he transitions that right into a power bomb because that's how he got him off was a transition into the power mm-hmm. bomb and then Cesaro fell into the corner. Then he does the 23 swings to set the new record, which was awesome. And then they transition into the neutralizer to end the match. The pop from the crowd for that victory was awesome. And See, there clearly had to be somebody in the front row that he was motioning to because he kept pointing to different people like i love you i love you i love you and then the camera panned to the um announce desk and i think it may have went there too quickly because um cory graves had a moment with him as well if you'll notice he was he like pointed to him so you were gonna say something though about the match yeah i was gonna say that not so much about the match but about all of these long-standing guys in in the WWE that have yet to have a major moment or a major title. God, we're talking about Big E. Okay. We're talking about Shinsuke Nakamura. We're talking about Cesaro. There's three guys on SmackDown that if they get put in a feud with the world with the heavy the Universal Title anytime soon will be <clears throat> incredible and. I don't know who I want because you now say that we have Shinsuke against the bloodline. So that could be the next feud coming out of this, depending on who wins the match. But yep. then we also have Cesaro who now has a, a stake to claim. Like I won my first WrestleMania match. I want something bigger. I want something better. I want the universal title. And then we have big E who's been there forever. Kofi had his Kofi mania. And now big E's probably one of the next in line for that belt. It's, so many of these long-standing guys that have been there since I really started watching wrestling again back in 2011, 2012, that never really got that next upper echelon to that main event, to that world title scene that I want. They've been in matches for it, but they've never won the match. Yeah, I'm going to throw another name out there. Samoa Joe. I agree with that 100%, and I want to see Joe with the title. I love Joe where he's at right now. And do you think he's going to return to ring when he's cleared? Yes. You think? He's a competitor, man. He wants to be in the ring. I agree 100%. But so was Corey Graves. Corey Graves is a different situation. He never got cleared. Is Samoa Joe cleared or is he... No, he's not cleared yet. It's his thing. Okay. That's why he hasn't. Ha- he's not wrestling. Joe wants to be in the ring, and I'm not saying Corey Graves doesn't want to be in the ring. That's not the way I'm putting this. Thing is, Corey Graves was never cleared. It's the same thing with Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd has never been cleared again. Mm-hmm. That's why Tyson Kidd's never came back to the ring. That's why. Um, That's kind of what Daniel Bryan was at before he eventually got cleared. Correct. But does <clears throat> the other? Ki- oh God, who's the other one? I'm trying to think of from the Alpha Academy. Um, Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan never cleared. And you don't think Jason Jordan wants to be in the ring? The kid's young. He's mm-hmm. what in his mid thirties, yeah, early thirties. American Alpha, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. He does. He's happy being in the back and doing the things that he does. But you don't think that he wants to be in Shane Helms' spot, 
just showing up for a WrestleMania or a goofy Old Spice commercial. Yeah, which you, I know you want to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about it so bad. He is your... F- Eric Bukhagen is a godsend. He's a true godsend. I don't know how that how much how a supernova <laughs> level of energy can be trapped inside a human being but he unleashes that level of energy every time he's on screen. Yeah. Like the 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 um the Night Panther commercials that they do for the Night Panther scent on Old Spice. Mhm. Where our truth keeps interrupting the commercial, saying he wants to be the spokesperson. He wants to be the yeah, face he's like, of Night Panther. Get your own, get your own damn commercial. He's like, I want to be the spokesperson. I want to be the old Spice Man. It's like the stuff is amazing, and the fact that they have finally transitioned the twenty four seven championship stuff to their YouTube and their Instagram and promotional stuff is is a godsend. It really is. You're not getting people running down and interrupting matches. Because I'll tell you what the old WWE formula would have been. What? During that turmoil match, there would have been an interruption with a 24-7 championship. Yeah. I can guarantee it. Yeah. But the new way they're doing it, they're keeping the 24-7 championship as a comedy thing, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And the fact that we now have the true Night Panther era beginning with the mask and the cape and everything is just, I mean, uh, there's not enough words to put out there to express, like I said, that supernova level of energy that Rick Bukhagen has and that he puts into this character. It's a, it's incredible. It's truly incredible. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Next match on the card is, was the raw tag team title match between AJ Styles and Almost against the New Day. Oh boy. Almost so, looks good. So let me ask you a question. With a New Day heels in this match? I don't know. They were working heel. Yeah, this they were. Entire match. Taunting, cutting the ring off, um, bullying AJ Styles to get in the ring first. Yeah. They were playing heel in this match, and I think yeah, the crowd picked up on it because they were cheering for Almost and AJ the entire match. Mm-hmm. When when Almost got that hot tag, they oh, it was incredible. Exploded. They popped. They popped so well for a guy who had never been in the ring before, and yeah. he took over. Again, he just hit big moves. There wasn't like anything technical that so, he really had to do. So that's very similar to what I expected. Yes. Because he doesn't need to do these rest holds and these lockups and all that. He is mahusive. Seven yes. foot three, 400 pounds. And the big thing is, this is a payoff to more long-term story elements that the WWE has been telling. Which is, when Almost first appeared, when everybody, anybody was on the outside of the ring, they were so afraid of him that they would get back in the ring and they'd get hit by a... You know, a Styles Clash or a Phenomenal, phenomenal form or whatever. Or they were they were so scared of almost that they didn't want to interact with him. And then he gets into the actual match, mm-hmm. and the fear level of the New Day was turned up to a thousand. Yeah, no, 
a hundred way undercutting that. They were scared. They yeah, didn't know because, what to do. Because when that hot tag happened, both of them were sitting in the ring and they saw almost and they were like, oh boy. Yeah. And like the fact that Kofi was trying to like just do like leg kicks and it wasn't. They were trying to cut anything. him down. Yeah. It he it had no effect. And I don't think AJ Styles has ever hit a higher phenomenal fall. Oh my he god. He came off the guy's shoulders. Yeah. It was it, again, this was great and the New Day really worked heel in this match, though. Mm-hmm. And I know they got the pop at the beginning because Big E did their entrance and stuff like that, and it was nice to see. They were working but, very similar to very early New Day when they were cocky, when they yes. were pompous. They yes. were working that very early New Day style. Yes, yes, they were. They were working very revival. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Very revival. Like, I got big revival, like, vibes. No real flippy doodah stuff. It was a lot of rest hold, ground and pound. Get the guy in the corner, hot tag, pound, 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 with mud hole stomps like Stone Cold used to do. Tag, pound, pound, more mud hole, more mud hole. Just very revival, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I love the outcome of this match. I love AJ Styles sitting on top of almost his shoulders. Yeah, holding the both belts. belts. What a great visual. What a great visual. And even if they only hold the belts for a little while, I mean, you saw I, what I you're going to get out of I could see them holding the belts for three, maybe four or five months. No, yeah. I mean, I could see them losing the belts on Monday Night Raw, and I could see them holding it for a while. I mean, I know I'm kind of playing the devil's advocate here, but there's this a real broad spectrum here with these two, mm-hmm. and it's all about how much further they can progress Omos in the ring to get him away from AJ Styles eventually. Yeah. Because he was, he was brought in as the bodyguard, and now he's shown he can get in the ring and do these power moves. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is getting him to do the technical transitions to yeah. move on to like stuff like Damian Priest can do and Keith Lee can do and Dominic Dijakovic can do. That's what we need to start seeing out mm-hmm. of him. And I know it's early and I know he's still fresh and they moved him really quickly from the performance center right up to Raw because he was in the Raw Underground stuff for a little bit as the as the bouncer at the door. Mm-hmm. And then he was the ninja in uh, Akira Dazawa's little clan for a little while. So they moved him very quickly. Yeah. So he still has a lot to he still has a lot to learn. But if you're just gonna put him out there as this dominating presence, mm-hmm. as this hot tag guy in these tag team matches to make sure that he saves the tag team championships for him and AJ Styles, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Just let him do it. Yeah. I agree. Moving on to the steel cage match between Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. Now we were both wrong with how we thought this would happen because we thought he'd be thrown off the top of the cage outwards no he was thrown off the top of the cage inwards and at 50 plus years old took a nasty bump so this wasn't a match i really wanted you know i'm not big into the whole bullying storyline and stuff like that it's a match we didn't know we needed (laughs) but it worked like it just worked it 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 worked for both of their strengths Yes. So this WrestleMania is a lot like my current running training schedule, which is there's a lot of ups and downs. Like there's matches that I'm, there's, there's points in my tr- in my running where I'm supposed to be flying high and I'm going really fast, and then there's these dips where I'm just supposed to be coasting along. This match was a coast along portion. Yes, both these guys were 
going, going, going in this match. And the the constant theme was that Shane wanted to get away from Strowman. Mm-hmm. The fact that Shane got so much offense in doesn't bother me because a lot of the offense that Shane got in was with weapons. He didn't actually get with like, the chair. Yeah, he didn't get like um, snap mares and drop kicks and. No, a lot of the stuff he did was either A, centered around that leg that got attacked at the beginning of the match, or B, was just big splash moves like his uh, Van uh, his uh, Van Terminator, the coast-to-coast that he hit. Yeah. It was the metal plate that he hit him with. It was the toolbox he hit him with. It was the chair shots. It was, it was just Shane being a coward and using the tools that were given to him and then zero in on a little area for a little bit with like mm-hmm. kicks and stuff like that. So I didn't mind the offense that Shane got in. What I did mind was the it was just a it was a weird spot the way that they ended that match for Strowman to rip the cage down. I, I almost would have. I like that he did it. I just if you're, very if you're calling somebody, if you're calling somebody stupid and then you stupidly reach your hand through the cage and wave at him, how how dumb are you? That's kind of the point where it's. I know that, it's the, it's the come yeah. it's the comeuppance. I get it. Yeah, I, I was just like, well, well, Shane. I guess you're really really stupid because yeah. man, Strowman destroyed you at the end, and mm-hmm. the spot was amazing. The spot was amazing because, again, we were talking about it in the preview where we we'd spoken about how Strowman lost the cage match by throwing an opponent out of the steel cage mm-hmm. and through a table because he did it to Kevin Owens. And when he got to the top of the cage, he almost he almost had like that that moment where he that said, realized like, hold on, I gotta throw him in, not exactly. out. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And he didn't go for the victory of escaping the cage. He went back down mm-hmm. and hit, hit the him running with the power, power slam. bomb. Power slam. And one, two, three. And this was again, they they really spaced these matches out properly because this was the right time to have this match. Just like it was the right time for the tag team turmoil, this was the right time for this match. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Moving on to a match that shocked the hell out of me. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against Miz and Morrison. Can we talk One about of, that Bunny intro? Not that Bad was, Bunny's intro. I'm talking about Miz and, Morrison. oh, Miz and Morrison's <laughs> Bunny intro. That was awesome. Uh, sure. We'll go with it was, awesome. It was No, it was awesome. So, can, can we... Can we talk about some of the best WrestleMania celebrity appearances? This we is, did talk about that. I know, but this has got to be up there. This Are we match, talking appearances or in-ring? In general. In general, okay. But this has got to be up there because this was probably one of the best celebrity matches at WrestleMania. No, it's not one of the best. It is the best. You think this match is better than the one you put... As your favorite celebrity appearance? Better than uh, Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because Bunny wasn't blown up at the end of this match. Lawrence Taylor was. And Bam Bam Bigelow did carry Lawrence Taylor throughout that match. And yes, Miz and Morrison did carry Bad Bunny throughout this match. But Bad Bunny did a lot in this match. Yeah. The only celebrity appearance match... That you can kind of put on this level, and she's not even a celebrity because she's an MMA fighter. Was the first time Rousey was in the ring. Yeah, it was Ronda. Yeah, Ronda and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie and, and Triple H. Triple H. Yeah. And the thing was, is the real celebrity in that match was actually Stephanie McMahon because Ronda carried her through the match. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny's 
match tonight is the best, and I can't see anybody topping this celebrity WrestleMania match ever. Until Pat McAfee has a match at Mania. Yeah, uh, that's, dude. <laughs> dude, Pat McAfee it was incredible in the takeovers, and you and I have had this discussion. And yeah, Pat McAfee was definitely helped by having someone like Adam Cole in the match. But And like you said, that was a one-on-one. This was a multi-man match, so Bunny could be saved in certain instances. But man, he did an arm drag. Mm-hmm. He bounced off the ropes several times. Yeah, he hit the ropes a lot. He he did a he did um, is it Eva Marie that that, that used to do the uh the spin? No um, oh, who was a female superstar who used to do the leg scissors when the person would spin around with them for a few minutes? I can't remember who it is. I oh, thought it was that wasn't Eva AJ Marie. Lee, was it? It wasn't AJ Lee. Um. I can't. Somebody's gonna. Somebody who listens is gonna let us know. JJ usually always fills me in with the mistakes that we make. So, uh, JJ, I'll put that one on you. I think it's Ava Marie, but I may be wrong. Um, but he, man, he he hit all the offense, and he took a lot of the offense from the other side. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I have a differing opinion on who carried Bad Bunny in this match because you said the Miz carried Bad Bunny in this match. So. Tell me, tell me, and tell everybody how you felt that. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't say that Miz carried Bad Bunny. I said that all three guys in this match helped Bad Bunny. Okay. I never said one person carried him. Oh, over I thought another. you mentioned. I because, thought via text you had mentioned. No, Miz. because I agree, I agree with what you're saying with Morrison because okay. Morrison ate a bunny destroyer yeah. on the outside. We Mor- do not Morris- see. Bunny, we do not see Canadian destroyers from anybody except for John Gargano and Adam Cole, right now. And Pat McAfee. And Pat McAfee, <laughs> but Bad Bunny, Grammy superstar, Bad Bunny hit a Canadian destroyer on John Morrison at WrestleMania. Yep. John Morrison took a broken arrow from Bad Bunny. Yeah, a tandem broken arrow, like. For people who don't understand wrestling, I know a lot of our listeners do, but for any of our listeners who don't, a vertical suplex is not based on the guy hoisting the person up. It is based on the person who is being hoisted up Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who have to throw and balance their weight. Yes, I have to hold you in that position, but that's all about the fact that you're staying vertical or fall or throw in your momentum whichever way you see fit. Because if you want to sabotage somebody, you just throw your legs one way and the entire the entire body would fall that way. Mm-hmm. Much kudos to John Morrison. Much kudos to the Miz and a lot of kudos to Damian Priest because Damian Priest did not spotlight himself in this match. No. He, he did let not Bunny even... do what Bunny needed to do. Exactly, man. That's that's huge on Priest. To, to give up his opportunity at a WrestleMania moment. And yes, he had his moment. He won the match with Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is it's with Bad Bunny. He yeah. didn't do it himself. He didn't have the a conversation. The conversation in the headlines is not going to be, oh, Damian, Damian Priest. Priest wins his WrestleMania debut. No. Major news stations are going to say, Bad Bunny, Grammy superstar, le- uh, Lat- uh, Latin artist, wins a WrestleMania match. It didn't just win. Two cross bodies off the top rope. A bunny destroyer. A broken arrow. Um, 
hitting the ropes multiple times, taking a lot of offense from everybody. And I was having a conversation with my assistant manager at work who isn't a real big wrestling fan, but she knew Bad Bunny was going to be in this match. And she asked me my opinion of it. I said, he couldn't be in a better situation Mm -hmm. because he's in the match with, and you and I have said this multiple times, The Miz is incredible. The Miz is one of, of, if not the safest worker in wrestling history. Exactly. And he can be stiff when he needs to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He can throw a punch stiff when he has to. But he takes stiff punches. Dude, Bad Bunny was throwing some stiff stuff. He connected a couple of times in the face. And Bad Bunny got caught in the face with a boot at one point. Mm -hmm. But again, he's in the ring with the right people. Because you have the Miz and John Morrison there to do the moves, and I'm I'm sorry to backtrack here, dude. The forearm that I was just Cesaro gonna, I was took, just thinking about that when you said stiff. Oh, you could feel, you could see the energy, the force coming. Oh my goodness, that was stiff. And actually, another one that I'm going to go back to is Carmella. At the beginning of that match, took a boot. To the face that completely threw her off because she had to take yeah. a couple of seconds to recollect. There were some stiff moves throughout the course of this night. But to go back to Bad Bunny and to go back to The Miz and John Morrison, true showmans in the absolute highest regard for mm-hmm. what those two did, as well as Damian Priest, to yeah. put Bad Bunny over in this match. It's yeah. just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And now moving on to our main event of night one. The emotion in this match. The start, the middle, the end. We have a new SmackDown Women's Champion in Bianca Belair. Yes. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. This this match started with an almost Rock Hogan-esque stare down, but not in anger, in awe and in happiness with where they are. Bianca had to control herself. They both did. Yeah. They both did. This match opened very similar to... Hogan Ultimate Warrior to Rock Hogan to Banks Bailey Takeover to Cena Rock the 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 emotion between these two and the thing was is like Banks is trying to play heel in this situation mm-hmm. she is and she couldn't because she wanted to be the first female to ever headline WrestleMania, and she mm-hmm. wasn't able to. At WrestleMania 35. 35 when was the triple threat. Her and Bailey lost the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. She didn't want, she, she was happy to be in the tag division. And if you listen to her Broken Skull section, she talks about like that's a highlight that she'll never forget. But she wanted to be main eventing that event. Mm-hmm. For those two ladies to be not only the first two ladies to headline a singles match in WrestleMania history to be the headliner of WrestleMania as a singles match. But as Michael Cole, JBL, Booker T, everybody on the panel is saying the first African American females to headline mm-hmm. WrestleMania is a huge accomplishment for them too. 
And with the dueling chance of boss time and EST in the crowd, those two obviously couldn't control their emotions for those 15 seconds. And you had to let them have that moment mm-hmm. because yeah. Bianca looked like she was in, te- was in tears in that moment. And then the match started proper. This, again, we talked about a top three or top five opening match in WrestleMania history. This is a top three or top five main event. Yes. Yes, it is. This match had everything. Reversals, technical wrestling. The dive to the outside by Sasha Banks. Bianca rolls her through, catches her. Gorilla, and gorilla presses, her, presses her up the stairs. Walks up the stairs and throws her in the ring. Are you shitting me? <laughs> the four fifty off the top rope to the knees. Yeah. The bank statement with the hair. Yep. The whip that sounded like a gunshot. Yeah. That's the one that I remember. The welt. On Sasha's side. Like. Because you and I I texted each other at the beginning of this match. Is there a hair whip? And I said, I think it will be. Who would have thought it'd be in the last two minutes of the match? No, it was in the last 30 seconds because she hit the hair whip and then she hit the KOD and it was match over. Yeah. There was. This was so good. And this match once again proves who is the best women's wrestler on the roster? Any roster. It's Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. She and Bianca put together, again, one of the best main events in WrestleMania history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. From the flow of this match, I mean... You're this awfully match, speechless about this, man. <laughs> Fill me in, yeah, man, what you I were mean, feeling this because... Match, this match didn't stop. No. It, and it didn't feel... It felt like it went like a snap because everything went into everything else and there was no... Again, no rests, no um, slow sections. No breaks. And whatever like, slow sections there were, it was transitioning holds. The thing, the funny thing is, is like you say, slow sections. The only times where they really stopped was like when Bianca had to show the emotion after hitting the four fifty that Banks kicked out, mm-hmm. and she's like sitting there on the like she's sitting on the mat and she's screaming and she's like, "What do I have to do?" Yeah, like those are the only sections of real dead time, and it's only like 10, 15 seconds of showing that. Yeah, but that's. That's what you're going to expect. Normally, in any other kind of match, after a kickout like that, it'd be show emotion for 10 seconds, and then you're sitting there on the mat for 30, 45 seconds before something else happens. This was 10, 15 seconds of emotion, and then like, okay, we got to go into this next spot. Let's do this next thing. I'm, I'm speechless. I'm silent because this is a match... And we talk about a lot of these on the show. This is a match where you just have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Under, underline, no matter what, this 
this is one of the matches from this past week that we cannot do it justice. You have to see it for yourself. Okay. This is the best match of the week. Without a doubt so far, yeah. So far. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Because... Because we had unsanctioned. We had the ladder match. We had Walter uh, Walter match. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget the ladder match at this point, because, like that match doesn't even crack my top five, and that was supposed to be my favorite match of the week. Yeah. We're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to do a full recap of like what our favorite matches were. We'll have to top tonight. five our WrestleMania 37 week. I don't know if anything's gonna top it. This match was. We'll have to I, see I, what happens tonight, but it's I gonna popped, be tough. I popped at home. When Bianca won. Yeah. Like, my roommate came out of his room like, what the hell just happened? I popped. Yeah. I was I was so happy for her. I was so happy for WrestleMania and as a totality. For the that's how WWE it, Universe, that this is your main event when you get to return. Yes. Yes. I... I, I, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, no, I've spilled most I, of it out already. I don't, I don't think know what else to say. I don't think there's anything else to say, except night we two have, is coming up. Night two is coming up, and we have our score going into night two. So we were able to determine the score from Takeover, where we tied, because you had Gargano going over, and I had O'Reilly going over. Oh yes, yes, yes. As I switched, so we tied going into that. But going into night two of WrestleMania, you are winning five to four. The two starting matches put you ahead two to nothing. Thank you, Tamina. And then I started to come up behind you. We've got three differences tonight. Four, if you want to count, that I cannot score a point regardless of the women's tag. Yeah, the outcome of the women's tag. So, so we will see how night two goes, and we will be back tomorrow night for our WrestleMania night two recap. If you guys did enjoy what you heard here and want to share it with a friend, we are available on Spotify or iTunes or your favorite streaming platform. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit us up on our social media at Double Doink Network or at our personals. I am at the Jald, and Dave is at Dare Laufen Doink five zero eight underscores in between all words and of course this has been a double doink network production i have been josh i have been dave and we've got two words for you doinks out doinks out